So you know you need to keep his word foremost in front of you to keep the enemy out of your mind. Welcome to the God is my CEO show. I'm your host, Gail Chalky. I am an entrepreneur, teacher, prayer warrior, and founder of the Impact Makers Journey Mastermind. I am passionate about helping Christian entrepreneurs transform their businesses through the power of God's mighty word. So tell me, are you intrigued by the thought of operating your business with the Lord at the center? Great, then you are in the perfect place. On this podcast, you'll learn why you need to focus on kingdom impact and how you can take those first simple steps towards making God your CEO. Get ready to hear stories from the Bible and interviews from modern Christian entrepreneurs for practical application in your business. This is a podcast to empower Christian entrepreneurs to rise up and magnify business success for God's glory. Are you ready to join the movement? Let's go. Business planning, not my favorite thing to do. How about you? How often do you review or change your plans? Do you need to be in a certain frame of mind to even get started? Sometimes it's hard to picture the end result when you are in the planning stage. Sometimes it's even hard communicating to yourself or others the why or the how you are doing what you are doing today as a business owner. Well, guess what? You know the greatest communicator of all times, Jesus. And we are going to learn from him today. Jesus loved to use parables. Why? He used them to connect with his audience and to engage them with words they would understand clearly. People love the stories that Jesus created and told. His stories were clearly designed to be both relevant and impactful. Some of his most well-known parables are the parable of the prodigal son and the parable of the mustard seed. But today, we are going to benefit from his great communication skills as we dive into the parable of the sower. Now, the parable of the sower can be found in different places. It is in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. It is also in Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. And in Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15. Today, we will be reading from the book of Matthew, beginning with chapter 13, verse 1. But before I start reading, let me help set the stage with a few definitions. So in this parable, the sower is Jesus himself. The seeds is actually the word of God. The bird represents the enemy. The soil represents our hearts and mind. When we are presented with the gospel of God's kingdom. Okay, it's time to take a deep breath, let it out, relax, 
and listen to these precious words. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still the other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So in this parable, the focus is not on the one sowing the seed or on the seed itself, but rather on the condition of the soil. And that represents the condition of your heart and mind. We all know that a farmer needs to have a good harvest. That's why a farmer was the perfect person in this parable because it was so relevant to the people listening to Jesus. Well, this story is also relevant today to us as business owners. Just like the farmer, you need to have a good business harvest of your own. So let's take a closer look at the four different soil conditions Jesus refers to. So in verse 19, he talks about seeds sown along the path. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So really, along the path means you listen, but do not keep it in your heart so the enemy can snatch it away. So how could that relate to you as a business owner? Well, perhaps you have heard the term, God is your CEO. I hope so, it's the name of this podcast, but maybe you still do not really understand what that means or how to implement it in your business. After all, you have set up this business and legally own all the real and intellectual property. So if you want to stay away from having your seed, remember that represents the word of God, snatched up away from you by the enemy and he will do it. You need to apply this word to your role as a business owner or leader. Keep it forefront in any decision-making. 
So where do you turn to hear the message about his kingdom? His word, right? The seeds are right there available to you to read at any time. Whether you like a hardcover Bible or an online version, or you enjoy putting verses on sticky notes and putting them around your office or work area, here are a couple of great reminders of his ownership. Psalm 24 starts off with this clear message. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Another reminder is given to us in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. And that's pretty clear, right? And these are just two of the places in the Bible. There are many more. Okay, so you know you need to keep his word foremost in front of you to keep the enemy out of your mind. Let's look at the next type of soil or ground that Jesus warns about, rocky ground. So in verses 20 and 21, it says, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Wow. So what does this mean to you as a business owner? Let's assume you spend time in the word every morning. You are now filled with joy and promise as you open up your business for the day. You are pleased to have the Lord as your CEO, or at least you think you are. You are feeling very good about some of the decisions you have made lately. You have spent time in prayer and you feel like you are moving in the right direction. And then pow, it happens. Your best client comes and tells you that they are leaving. Then the phone rings. Another client is following them and leaving also. What? You find out a competitor has moved into town. A competitor that offers free lunches and movie tickets. A competitor that seemingly has an endless supply of funds and an awesome marketing scheme. The phone rings again, and you already know what's happening on the other end before you even pick it up. Another client loss. Your joy disappears. You sulk. You wonder why God is making this happen. You are angry that you ever trusted him to be CEO. It's obvious to you. That time you spent in the word could have been better used sniffing out the new competition. Maybe you could have stopped this from happening. You stopped praying and spending time in the word because really, what good did it do? Anyhow, rocky ground, my friends. There were no roots in your faith. Yes, you were reading his word as long as all went well, but when things went sour, so did your faith. Where was the turning to the Lord in times of trouble, turning to him for help, turning to other business mentors that may have been through something similar? 
and many have. Galatians chapter six, verse nine reminds us, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Big words, right? If we do not give up. Okay, let's move on to the next type of soil that Jesus describes. We are now in verse 22, and the word itself does not have a good connotation, thorny ground. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and this deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Hmm. Now, this is someone who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. So again, just a scenario here. You are spending time in the word. And even more than that, you are implementing some strategic business principles based on biblical truth. You belong to several different kinds of business groups, some secular and some Christian. Your business is growing, but ever so slowly. You are intrigued by other business owners that seem similar to you, but are doing much, much better financially. Well, they think you are a bit silly for spending so much time in the Bible. You start spending money on some of the great programs they recommend for you. You are obsessed with your bank account, which is nowhere near as large as theirs appear to be. Your family can't go on the same fancy vacations that they enjoy. You really do feel like a failure. You spend even more money on programs they recommend. And guess what happens? Your bank account is shrinking even more. You start to think maybe your focus was wrong. You wish you had prayed instead about business growth. You have a sinking feeling you have stumbled off of the path the Lord has for you as a business owner. Yes, those thorns have taken over your bank account. The worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth and empty promises have not served you well. By the way, this is just an example. Please don't think I am suggesting secular programs cannot be of value at all. That is not the point here. The point is to keep in touch with the Lord and Christian mentors before you start to stray too far from the path he has already chosen for you, the path that runs on biblical truths. So Proverbs chapter four, verse 26 says, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse 10. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Okay, and finally, we come to the soil that will serve you well. The soil that will help you run a kingdom business for his glory and will allow you to multiply good results. 
So we are looking at good soil, verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is the description of a business leader who has heard and received the word of God and allows it to take root and grow. This is a kingdom business owner or leader. Now, I am not at all suggesting this is easy to do. We live in a world that glorifies money, titles, prestige, and independence. We're surrounded by it, let's face it. It's hard to put aside all of those values when that's everything around us. But this is what the Lord asks us to do. Listen to these voices. Colossians 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily for the Lord and not for men. And Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So let's get back to the basics. Remember, you are the business owner. Your seed is still his word. Your soil is your mind and heart. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29, we are reminded, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. So friends, a business that is meant to last needs to be built on the Lord's foundation. Does that mean that this is a problem if you didn't start out that way? No, you can always make changes. So we are going to start with some basics by looking at a very simplified business plan. Yes, we're back to that, the business plan. So I want you to get something so you can take some notes. And again, I am not suggesting you do not need to use basic business skills or that what I'm going to recommend is at all comprehensive. But I want you to make sure that you have included faith foundations in all aspects of your business plan. Of course, your business is unique. But here are some major thoughts to ponder, whether you are just starting out in business or you're ready to do a faith tune-up. When you come up empty, please bring it to the Lord in prayer. Okay, so here's some key words or thoughts. We're going to start out with company mission. So usually when you define your company mission, the question is, what is your purpose, intention, and objectives? So I want to put in the kingdom perspective. The kingdom perspective says, my mission is to produce goods or services that accomplish the Lord's will. See the difference? Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Therefore, my dear friends, have you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 
For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Okay, let's move on to products and services. So the typical question is, what are you providing? Makes sense. The kingdom perspective is, what gifts and resources did the Lord bless you with to serve others? So 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11 reminds us, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Okay, let's move on to the marketing plan. Typical question, how should I sell my products or services, right? Kingdom perspective, where can I go the second mile? Doing more, right? And that comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Another area typically on the business plan is daily operations. So the question would be, how can I get my work done efficiently? Here's the kingdom perspective. How do I show excellence in stewardship? How can I work to well done, good and faithful servant? What does the Lord expect of me? In Matthew 25, verse 23, it says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. See the difference? Okay, management and organization. So typical question is, what is your management chain? The kingdom perspective says, how can I honor the Lord as CEO? Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Finances, the last one. The question is, well, how much money do I need to make, right? Kingdom perspective. What are the eternal treasures I can create with this business, right? That's a kingdom business. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You can do this, friends. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. You know that you were called to be a business owner for such a time as this by the King of Kings. You have accepted his calling and want to make a difference in the world. It's not easy to be out there alone, is it? That's why I created the Esther Circle for women business owners. 
In the Esther Circle, you will enjoy genuine community, trusted support, and ongoing collaboration with other business believers. Organic brainstorming and feedback on growing your business with God as your CEO. Strategic application of the truth of scripture to your business. And supportive prayer time for powerful breakthroughs. More information about the Esther Circle can be found in the show notes. I can't wait to welcome you to the circle. See you soon.